God, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. Every Wednesday, we gather for Bible study at 9.30 a.m. on Zoom. And every Wednesday, we look at the Gospel lesson for the upcoming Sunday. It gives us a chance to sit with the passage that we will hear in the context of the Eucharist and the liturgical calendar. And for me, as the preacher, it also helps to hear the passage through the lens of a a representative number of Christians. Those conversations are rich, and they always help to, to shape what I might have to say on Sunday. This last Wednesday, we looked at this morning's gospel lesson. One person admitted that they found the passage dizzying for an interesting reason. She said she found it dizzying because of all the verbs. She has a point. Here are some of the verbs. Glorify, given, give, know, sent, believe, made, kept, asking. Verbs repeat themselves in different combinations, too. There is a lot going on here. And moreover, the passage is relational, but in a kind of circular way. Glorify your Son so that the Son may may glorify you. Or to give eternal life to all whom you have given me. Or all mine are yours and yours are mine and I have been glorified in them. And even more than that, There's a really big concept thrown around here, right? What does Jesus mean by glorify? What is eternal life? What does it mean to know? This passage is dizzying in all sorts of ways. And perhaps that's a good thing. We're listening in as Jesus prays. So this prayer does not just give itself to us in a straightforward way. It invites us to slow down, to enter in, to reflect, to to follow concepts presented here that appear throughout the whole of John's Gospel. And so I want to invite you this morning to do just that, to, to slow down with this passage. I want to invite you to take this passage and perhaps all of the 17th chapter of John and dive into it at some point in the future. Enter into Jesus' prayer as he intercedes on behalf of those first disciples and intercedes on behalf of us. Not just them and us, but everyone in between us and everyone who will come after Here, Jesus prays, and as he prays, he unites us one to another, the living to the dead, to those who are yet to be born. And of course, once we begin to reflect, there are all sorts of opportunities to zoom in on certain parts of this prayer and to reflect on those parts. And for me, I feel drawn to this idea that to know God is is eternal life. I find this concept en 
tremendously fascinating. And so, since I got you captive here, I want to reflect with you on what that means this morning. So let's ask some questions. Like, what is knowledge? What does it mean to know something? How do we know what we know when we know? Are there different ways of knowing things? One of the the common ways of answering the question of what is knowledge goes back to at least Plato. For the philosopher Plato, knowledge was justified through belief. Which is to say that for someone to know something, one must believe in that something, have a reason, a good reason, for believing in that something, and that that belief must correspond to the truth, to reality, must actually be. And this sort of way of talking about knowledge is great when you're talking about the sciences or about mathematics. But it's incomplete other areas. So take, for instance, I can look at a map, and I can know about a hiking trail in the mountains, and yet not really know that that trail the way that I would if I actually hiked it. I can know the details of the life of another person and not really know them. And so, too, I could know all about God and have a deep understanding of the best theology and not actually know God. The sort of knowledge that Jesus is talking about here is the knowledge that comes from relationship. Now, of course, when we are in relation with someone, then we will know the details of that person's life, right? The better we know them, the more details we will know will have propositional knowledge about the person. But to truly know someone, we'll need to, to know more than just their resume or even their biography. Jesus tells us that to know God will be more than knowing things about God. Rather, to know God will mean entering into relationship with God through Christ. Christ is critical here because he is the self-revelation self. He has come to reveal God's nature and identity and also make relationship with God more intimate and personal by taking on our nature and our flesh. Knowing things about God is important, no doubt. But Jesus didn't say knowing things about God is eternal life. Rather, to know God Which then leads us to the next concept, right? Eternal life. What do you think of when you think of eternal life? Even after all of my years of theological education and Bible study, I think I still have the image that was formed when I was a child. Because the image that first comes to mind for me is of cartoon cats. In, in white gowns with wings and halos 
and hardness. And one of the cats will soon bonk the other cat on the head with the harp, and it will knock the halo down around the cat's neck as stars start to revolve around a big bump on the cat's head that forms. This is what comes to mind when I think of eternal life. Welcome to my warped imagination. Whatever image you might have, my guess is, is that you most likely think of eternal life as something that will happen to you after you die. We think of eternal life, and we think of our death and what can happen. We think eternal life will begin when this life is over, life after death. But that is not how Jesus is using the expression eternal life here, is it? For Jesus, eternal life is not something that begins after we have died, though life does indeed continue after our death. But rather, eternal life is something to be entered into now. Eternal life is to be lived in its fullest, its, its life lived in its fullest. So that just as Jesus would translate this Greek expression, eternal life, to mean life of the ages. Which means eternal life means participating already in the age to come, where God's justice, peace, and healing are ushered into this present age. In John's Gospel, Jesus hardly ever uses the expression kingdom of God. But you should hear eternal life as being synonymous with the expression kingdom of God here. Eternal life is when God's great future breaks into our own lives and into the world and rescues our world from corruption, confusion, and injustice. And so, to know God, that is to be in relation with God, is to already be living into this reality and to see and experience this reality emerging in the world around us. Jesus is inviting us to enter into a relationship with God and to experience our lives as radically different from this world, radically different from the way that people generally live. Jesus is inviting us to live a life centered on an interactive relationship with God and with Jesus that will give us new eyes hearts and new faith. He invites us to cast aside the shackles of our old life and to enter the new life that he makes possible through the life, death, resurrection, and his own life, death, resurrection, and ascension. We shift our understanding of knowing God from knowing things about God towards entering into a relationship with God. And how does our understanding shift? How does our lives change? If we go from understanding eternal life as something that happens to us after we die, and rather something that is to be experienced in this very moment, how are you invited to live your life differently? To answer those questions, I think, well, I can't help but think that prayer become something that is important to us. After all, 
prayer sits at the center of today's gospel lesson, with Jesus himself being in prayer. So too, will worship in community become possible. It becomes more important. Knowing God through word and sacrament will become more important. So too, the service to those who are most in need. These are the places that Jesus tells us that we will encounter in our lives. He invites us to look for him in those places and among those people. How does our understanding of that eternal life shift when we think about it as something to be entered into right now? Not only after we die. What value does this life and our actions in this life become? 